views expressed on the Health on a Wind podcast is not a substitute for the medical advice of your licensed physician, nurse practitioner, or any other health professional whose care you are under. Consult with your healthcare professional about any matters relating to your health and health needs, and before beginning any new health program or implementing any health information discussed on this podcast or on whatismyhealth.com. Hey, can you hear me okay like this? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, perfect. Okay, great. We're here with Ilse Fierro for the 12th episode of Health on a Whim, the What Is My Health podcast. Ilse is one of the writers for our In Our Own Skin collection about body image on whatismyhealth.com. Sorry about that. The baby was, uh, he dictates like most of my time. That's okay. That's okay. You're a dad. (laughs) Yeah. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. What'd you do today? Uh, my wife had a bridal shower in the afternoon, mm. so my dad came over and we just kind of hung out. Uh, he helped me with the baby a little bit. Was, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I got some stuff done around the house, but nothing crazy. Oh, is it hot over there too, or is it just over here in the west in the west coast? <laughs> you know, it's actually um, this weekend's been really nice. Um, oh, pretty decent, cool breeze, like comfortable, not muggy. Yeah, over here. I mean, I think the last couple of days it's been okay, but before it's just like this horrible humidity that you're just like choking on. It's so awful. You just want to stay in an air conditioned room all day and yeah, lounge. That, that's pretty much how I am most of the time. Like even before yeah. humidity, I think humidity is one of the worst. Like, the heat is, is one thing, but when it's humid and thick, it's just... Yeah, you know, uh, like, we went to Arizona um, about a year ago, and it's definitely hotter than it is here in San Diego, but it's tolerable. Like, you could just, like, walk around, and you're not, like... I felt, like, sometimes I feel like I'm going to pass out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just awful. Yeah. Well, I feel like, the, I mean, I've never been to San Diego, but I've always heard, that, like, one of the... One of the most common things I hear about San Diego is that the weather's always beautiful there. I don't know why people say that. I mean, I guess it is. I've never lived anywhere else, so I'm probably just really spoiled. But um, I feel like it doesn't get cold here. It's just always hot and, like, the humidity sucks. And I don't know. I'm probably spoiled, but I... I'm tired. Of it. No, <laughs> I just I mean, want. I want it to be cold, and 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 I want to be able to wear a jacket, and it's yeah. just awful. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, I've lived in New York almost my entire life, and so the people that I would hear talking about the beautiful weather in San Diego are are from the Northeast. So to them, um, you know, it's easy to say that when they're when we're in the middle of a blizzard up here, and you know, yeah, like San yeah. Diego's sixties and seventies still. So yeah, are you in New York? I thought, do you live in Connecticut or New York? I used to, I lived in Connecticut for a little over a year, but that was seven years ago, six, seven years ago. So I'm back, I'm back in New York now. Is that how you met Sam and Sherelle is in Connecticut or how did you guys all meet? No, so I've actually, uh, I've never met Sam in person. Um, one and I, it's funny like a lot of the people who have written I've never ever met in person um, mm-hmm. so I met my buddy Kyle in Connecticut while I was working uh, up at ESPN over there and he introduced me to Chris who uh-huh. introduced me to Sam who introduced me to you after you two had spoken about the, about the body image stuff oh. so it's kind of like these degrees of separation but yeah um 
Yeah, no, I never. I've actually never met her in person. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. How did you get started on the whole blog? That's actually a good question. So, well, okay. Do you mean like the blog that I do, like my? Yeah, yours. Like? You're the what is my health blog? Okay, so. Mm, okay, so the what is my health is more like I have my own mental health blog within what is my health. Uh Um, but what is my health was actually an idea that I had in grad school. Um, originally it was, um, the idea wasn't to have a website. It was actually to open a facility. Uh Uh, so the idea was like a gym with a social component. And, uh, what do you mean by that? Um, kind of taking some aspects of, for lack of a better comparison, kind of almost like a dating website, but not for dating. Just like, well, what if there was some kind of formula or some kind of website that connected people like that, but not for dating, but based on their fitness level? Mm. Um, um, it was kind of like that idea. And then, Interesting. Yeah, and I wanted it to be connected to like a gym. So that was kind of the first idea I had about it. And then... Uh, I brought the idea to one of my professors and she kind of said like, well, what if it wasn't just exercise and fitness? What if it was more holistic? Like what, you know, how could you make it more holistic? And then I started to think about all the different other areas of health and it kind of grew into this, basically a lot of like the stuff you see on the site now, the eight dimensions and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, I started to recognize that stuff more and then it became... Uh, how do you, like, how can we show people that health is more than just fitness, more than just nutrition and what you eat? Uh, and it turned into, like, the, the website kind of became, it made more sense for it to be a digital space because I didn't have the, you know, I couldn't rent out a facility. I didn't know the first thing about starting a gym. So mm-hmm. another one of my professors said, well, what if this was a, a digital space? So I started thinking more along the lines of a website, and that's kind of how that came to be in that, that way. And mm-hmm. the stuff I started writing originally was really just my mental health because I was diagnosed with OCD when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. um, I always wanted to kind of help people who were either going through OCD or had family or friends who had OCD and wanted to relate to it better. So, How do you feel right now that you mentioned OCD? Because I suffer from uh, mental illness as well. And uh, one of my biggest gripes is when people just casually will say things like, like OCDs, for example, that's a really common one. Like, oh, I'm just really OCD about blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, doesn't that really oh, get under your skin? I, I've learned to kind of laugh it off, but yeah, that does kind of drive me crazy. And I sit there and like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out and lecture anybody who says, Oh, I'm so OCD about this. I'm not going to like, you know, rip into them or anything like that. But yeah, it does kind of, I rip into them. Do you? you know, because I do, I do because I, you know, I, I suffer from, from panic attacks. I have panic disorder and, um, generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah. And it's really, um, it's crippling. Like when you have an actual panic attack, I mean, yes. you, for me, um, I just actually recently it was last week, uh, I got to work and we, uh, we mean my wife and I, we were house sitting for, um, 
for her cousin mm -hmm. and so we did i didn't pack my meds or anything and i haven't had a panic attack in a long time so i was you know sometimes you you forget you know yeah. um <laughs> what how awful they are yeah and i get out of the car and i couldn't even make it to the front entrance i just there were um stair there's stairs in the parking garage and i was like i need to get to these stairs so i can sit down mm -hmm. and i thought i'm either gonna barf or i'm gonna faint like i was freaking out at wow. the idea of being at work and having people that i work with see me faint or barf and i sat on these steps and i i texted a coworker, um you know i'm having a panic attack can you just come out and like talk to me for a little bit and then she did and and then i was okay and and then i was able to go inside and whatever you know I, I because i have suffered from it for so long and i've experienced them i'm able to write them out when right. they do happen but they are crippling and so when i hear people just you know like they're having i don't know like uh, like they're freaking out about something or they're having they're, oh, i'm having a total panic attack she had a total panic attack i'm like no you're not having a panic attack right now you know and i see the same thing with with ocd yeah. you know it, it's something that i'm sure you really i mean have had to struggle with your entire life it sounds like and to have somebody just casually throw it like oh i'm a total ocd and yeah. you know blah blah it's like no you're you're freaking not <laughs> no, you know you're, you're right and uh, i guess from the way I the way I tried to think about it is, you know, I don't know. I'm sure that there are people who say it and don't understand what it means, and I'm sure that there are people who also say it, know what it means, and might have some kind of OCD tendencies. And unless I know the person really well, which I mean, unless it's a couple of my like any of my friends know that I have it already, so it's not something that I really encounter with them anymore. But mm -hmm. you know, if, it's usually a stranger in that case, and so like I don't because I don't know. Maybe they do have OCD tendencies, and they're not saying it. Like I don't think most people are saying it to be um, hurtful or, in, or, or intentionally, you know, make light of it. Um, so I, yeah. tr I try to, I try not to let it bother me too much. But at the same time, I do have in my head this whole, you know, it kind of, it, it triggers something for me. I do get upset because I really, there's a part of me that wants to say, I, whether you mean it or not, like, I don't, do you understand what that means? And I just want to find out if they do, because if they don't, um, I kind of want to tell them, you know, like, oh, it's, yeah. not, it's not just like this casual thing. Like, I wish I could throw it around and, and say it was like a casual thing, but it's not. And unfortunately, like, and like, it's similar to yours. Like it, I, oh, my OCD can be crippling and, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's a lot to throw at somebody you know for you know especially if they're just making a comment that they don't mean to be intentionally you know hurtful or anything like that to say like i don't know I, I just... no and i i totally i totally get what you're what you're saying and and it's it's a lot for you know to unpack on someone that yeah. is just like a stranger and i totally respect that yeah. for me i i see it as okay you didn't mean you know you ha you don't have malicious intent by saying something like this right but it is triggering for some people and maybe like for you you can laugh it off and ignore it yeah. but maybe for somebody else they can't 
you know what I'm saying? And yeah. and I would rather I would rather just say, hey, you know, that's I don't think you mean actual OCD. Maybe you can find another word. There's so many words in the English dictionary. Yeah. Just pick another one. You know, like yeah. it's kind of like I mean, I don't want to like put it on the same playing field, but I hate when people say um, like. I'm just gonna say it retarded. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I I really hate that. I don't know if you have to censor that the R word. I don't know, but um, well, yeah, a no, lot I mean, of people say it. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and it's awful. It's awful. And I work in healthcare. Like I work in a healthcare setting, mm-hmm. and I hear it a lot from my my peers i mean these are like or my peers my colleagues i mean i hear it and again as you said they're they're not being malicious about it they they're what they mean to say is oh i did something dumb or i did something or whatever i yeah and then they're using that word in place of it and that is very offensive that's super offensive you know and you know these are things that people need to get called out on no i think you're right and i I think um i mean i know for a long time in the field too i I worked in special ed for the last five years and so i was around special ed teachers students with special needs and all that stuff and i got a pretty good background as to like the history of mental um both mental health and a lot of my students were uh, you know had profound mental disabilities and intellectual disabilities and things like that Uh um and but but clinically for a long time they accepted the word and they call they referred to the you know that population as yeah the word was and i i i cringe to even say it but it was the word retarded and yeah. now that's shifted entirely and so um and not that i mean that's not a word i would throw around anyway but like i feel like it's one of those things that it was socially accepted and even if it wasn't meant to be derogatory there's mm-hmm. been i feel like there's been more of a, an awareness of what the word actually means than there used to be right and so now there's kind of a shift where some of these words that maybe they weren't the best words to, like they absolutely weren't the best words to use but people meant them people said them without meaning and some people don't get me wrong some people definitely did use them in a derogatory way and that's never cool um, right but even like there were certain things that people would say more lightheartedly meaning nothing behind it but now there's i feel like there's been a shift where people are becoming a lot more sensitive about those things and trying to you know stop them from using yeah. that kind of terminology which i think you know it's a good thing that we're not you know we're trying to reduce the use of those kinds of words yeah i mean and and there are words that maybe elderly people like that yeah. it was pc to say like for example my grandma before she passed away um it was like a year or two ago i want to say i i always had to check her because she would (laughs) say things and i'm like grandma no we you don't use that word anymore like no mm -mm, no er, like you, you don't say that and 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 she's she in her mind thinks that she's being like politically correct saying these things but it's terribly offensive so yeah i think things start to shift um throughout the years and and i do think people need to get checked and circling back around to the mental mental health thing it's like you know maybe they in their minds are they're thinking that they're just being 
I don't know, whatever, and have no idea that what they're saying can be triggering to somebody. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of it, like you mentioned your grandmother, and I know that you know, my grandfather, he's still alive. He's 96 years old. And like, yeah, you know, there, I think a lot of it is um, simply generational. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, the, that doesn't make it right. And in, in today's society, it's, you know, it's, I can, I understand if you're 96 years old on some level, like that's how you, you know, for your whole life, basically up until the recent years, like that's how people spoke. And it was largely accepted. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to change what you've been doing for decades of your life like that. Uh, yeah. But I mean, that's yeah. You know, at, at the same time, you can't make the change if you don't call people out on it. So you, I feel like there's a there's a way to strike the balance, you know, by just letting people know, like making people conscious of how what they're saying might you know affect other people i guess yeah definitely because for me it is kind of triggering because i i mean i hear people say oh i'm having a total panic attack and i'm just thinking about times that i like have almost had to call an ambulance because i think i'm dying or something and it's like no you have just you know because you're stressed out about something it doesn't mean that you're having a panic attack and of course it's on the same level as like you know what we were talking about before but it's still you know you gotta gotta check people if they're 96 years old it's like (laughs) well whatever you've lived your life and whatever <laughs> uh, yeah it's 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 kind of not that it makes it something that we just should let go but you know I, if there's degrees of it you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. if they're gonna say like the n-word or something i'm gonna check you i don't yeah, care how no, old you are but if you're gonna say i had a panic attack and you're 96 years old that's fine grandpa go you know you had a panic attack <laughs> yeah i mean with any of these things regardless of what the terminology is or who it refers to or used to refer to or still refers to um I think it just comes down to, you know, being just being more conscious and aware of what we're saying. I think that there's a lot of times that things just get done without much thought to it. Mm -hmm. And it's that thoughtless speaking and like our thoughtless actions that kind of wind up being some of the more offensive things that happen. And then there are some people who uh, say it on purpose or do things purposely that's an entirely different conversation but like yeah but i think if you are i mean and that's another thing like if you're just being rude and say these offensive things knowing that they're offensive but the person like my grandma like they're she's she really thought that she was saying something that was not offensive and i felt the need to you know check her on that and i mean when i say check her she's my grandma of course i'm not gonna be like grandma what you know i hey grandma we don't we you don't use those words anymore like it's just something so simple so she recognizes oh okay this is offensive i'm being offensive and i think people generally speaking don't want to be rude or offensive so you know for us to say it in a in a way that's um not walking on eggshells but just you know be sensitive to to that 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 you know that they have no idea or whatever and sometimes you know lighthearted and just kind of check them on that and and move on and that's it you know not dwell on it yeah i think it's kind of ironic though that we're talking about you know if we're the if they're the if we're the ones trying to kind of 
alert somebody about that kind of stuff and we're trying to say it in a sensitive way i think there's an irony where like we're we're, we're correcting something that's kind of being said insensitively even if it's not malicious there's you know there's a lack of sensitivity to it because in past generations it wasn't a thing you know it wasn't something that would people would get sensitive about Mm -hmm. the way they are now so i don't know it's just interesting i'm wondering if if i'm wondering though now that you say it that way if like people really were not offended by those things do you know what i mean no i think i think they probably were i can't i can't Mm -hmm. speak for that generation but i'm sure that not everybody felt that these these terms were lighthearted, even you know yeah last generation but i don't know i mean i think there's things that maybe comparatively to the generation before them these terms Mm -hmm. that you know are not as pc today were more pc than they were 60 70 years ago and so to them (laughs) relatively speaking it's better than what it used to be in in in, you know the generation before that yeah it's hard i don't know i feel like it's hard for me to say it as somebody is you know who's my age especially you know what though i i even see it now like with me as a older millennial and now the uh, well you know and i hate saying this but like with the lgbt community mm-hmm. like all of the the changes and and being like pc and like the terminologies and th- like i cannot keep up and i and i feel like such you know not a hypocrite yeah i guess a hypocrite because i wouldn't want somebody to be like oh you know um like i've heard the whole thing like being bisexual like oh just just pick a side or something like that you know and like i hear like the term like pansexual i don't know if you're familiar with that yeah okay like for me i'm just like i cannot wrap my brain around that that (laughs) label and it's such a horrible thing to say and even admitting it like out loud i feel like a horrible person but i feel kind of like an old lady talking this way because i'm like guys bisexual or just like i don't understand that like and i'll read like i'll google it and i'm like okay they're attracted to that 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 okay okay that makes sense but what what <laughs> like I, it just it's very it's it's giving me more compassion to like for the generations that came before me with certain things because i'm like okay i get it right. i get this overwhelming feeling of like okay what what else do i need to learn now like what yeah. <laughs> and and i'm in the community yeah <laughs> and i've had discussions with friends of mine like um you know gay friends of mine where we're just like uh yeah okay uh lgbtqai what you know like there's so many letters that we have to add on now and i'm like i cannot keep up like yeah. it's just i i don't know that's actually a great example because i remember my earlier memories of hearing about the lgbt community even just going back to college and at the time it was lgbt Right. And then it became LGBTQ. And even in the last, I mean, this is in the last 10, 15 years now. Um, I only graduated college 10 years ago. And the, there's been so much change with the terminology that I've heard since then. And and I'm not, I'm you know, I'm not part of that community. But I, I try to keep, you know, 
keep uh, current. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try to keep up with what's going on, and it, it is confusing sometimes because you know I don't want to I don't want to disrespect or exclude somebody by not adding whatever other letters are being added to the the acronym. Yeah. Um, but I honestly I don't even know where we're at right now. I I know that. 10, 15 years ago, it was LGBT, and then it became LGBTQ, and... Not, yeah, no, you're, you're asking I, the wrong person, yeah. because I have no idea. I just, like, make up letters. I, I'm like, I don't know. Like, can we just... <laughs> and and I again I feel really guilty about it. I, I do have a lot of guilt when I admit these things out loud. Um, I, but I know I'm not the only one within the community that feels this way. And I, and this is not to say that, um, you know, this is not to invalidate these other yeah. uh, labels or whatever. But like for me, you know, it's it's a lot of changes within such a short period of time you know and 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 in trying to keep up with with everything else and then in addition like this community that i've always felt that i was a part of and you know included in and now it just seems to be kind of like growing and growing and and sometimes i feel like people um kind of want to be part of like some trend like oh it's trendy to be part of the you know I just I can't I can't wrap my brain around it as much as I try and I just like I I personally am like acquaintances with people that I thought were straight for like more than 30 years and then they just oh I'm pansexual I'm like okay (laughs) well welcome to the community i mean i just don't know what to do with that information i'm okay yeah i am i don't know i mean i think i think part of it has to do like i think you're right i think a lot of it has to do with inclusion and not wanting to you know exclude different um segments of people who fall under this this umbrella of you know and of this community um I'm not sure. I guess to flip this, what if we flip this on its on its head for a second? Sure. Um, do we need to have labels for everything? Why? Like, what if we yeah. just didn't have labels? You know, wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to worry about who we were excluding because we just kind of. Yeah, we're all inclusive. Well, you know, and I always go back to the um, the spectrum. There's like a a gay spectrum. Okay. (laughs) I think is it. I think it's the Kinsey scale. Um, I can't remember. I want to say it's the the, so Alfred Kinsey, like he came up with the scale, Mm -hmm. and um, it's it's a gay scale, and and most people fall in between. So there's like from zero to I don't think it's. Maybe it's five. Well, it, it's a scale. And then if you are at a zero, that means you are completely heterosexual. Like you have absolutely no, you know, inclination to ever be with somebody of the same sex. And then there's like level 10 and that's, you know, completely homosexual. You could never be with somebody that's like the opposite sex. Right. So, and then most people fall in between, like there's shades of gray, like, you know, 
you can't tell me that there's not like a straight person on the planet that hasn't like maybe thought about being with or like a kiss or like even like women um like straight women in clubs i've seen them like make out with other women you know it's it all falls in that spectrum right so i always think about that too you know that there is a spectrum and you know do you like if you have these tendencies of like homosexuality are you already included in that lgbt group or is it just something you know quote unquote normal that everybody goes through you know what i mean like if 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 we don't have i don't know that's something something about having a label is a little bit um comforting to me personally because growing like um when I was in high school is when I realized that I had feelings for other girls and 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 I really struggled with that and there was a lot of um drama, a lot of depression, a lot of like suicidal thoughts. Wow. Um it was really it was really hard and and something that you know like once i once i graduated high school and i was in my early 20s and i started going out and and here's this like whole community of people that also identify the same way as me and just being a part of that community was very very comforting for me continue on to hear part two of this episode <laughs> 